With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, here we go. We are absolutely packed today here on a Monday. It's great to have you in. Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. I'm Mike Guido here with you. It is so great to have you with us. Plenty of stuff to cover today. A wild week 11 in the NFL year. Can't believe that we're here already. Um, But plenty of stuff to hit on today. I will not be here on Friday, so we'll try to cover as much as week 12 as we possibly can. Uh, The Thanksgiving week is this week. Hope you're going to have a uh, great Thanksgiving. Make sure you're careful. Make sure you, you know, do all of the things that, you know, Keeps you safe during this uh, during this holiday, but it is great to have you with us. We'll discuss plenty today. Guido's Grin Iron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. Mike Guido here with you. I do want to remind you, okay, that Guido's Grin Iron Blitz is sponsored by American Betting Experts, one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the United States. We've teamed together to provide special gaming offers to all Landry Football followers and podcast listeners. So here's what you do. You go to our website, LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. You click on the ad that's located on the upper right side of the page. It's going to be right there. You'll see it. It's going to be on the upper right side of the page. You pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state, such as BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, all of those. They're not all legal everywhere, so you pick among those gaming sites. You sign up. And then you instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. Okay, let me repeat that. An account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. It's that easy. Again, go to LandryFootball.com. That's LandryFootball.com. You click on the ad that's located on the upper right side of the page, and then you get in on the action with a special offer from American betting experts. That's American betting experts. Uh, Okay, plenty of stuff to hit on today. We'll make picks. Monday night football is tonight, Rams and Buccaneers. We'll discuss that in a little bit. I do want to begin with this. (sighs) If you're a Dallas Cowboy fan today, how pissed are you? I'm not kidding. I'm going to start the show off today with an, a bevy of passion. That was an awful win yesterday for the Dallas Cowboys. You know, I get called a bad fan way, way, way too often. Because you get considered in sports as a, as a bad fan. You're, you're, you're a fair weather fan or something like that. You get labeled as a bad fan. If you root for your team to lose ever, you should, if you're a real fan, you should always root for your team to win. I think that's stupid. And quite frankly, I don't think it's very well thought out. But then again, there are a lot of sports fans that follow their teams blindly, that root for their teams blindly. Let me just say this. Okay. I think a lot of people make this mistake in not just sports, but also in things like politics. You just follow your political party regardless of what they want to do. 
right? Uh, they can say, we're going to increase the federal tax rate to 70%. And everybody's going to be like, yeah, what? 70%. But they'll go along with it. They'll go along with it because their party said, yeah, this is what we're going to do. Right? The Democrats will always agree with Democrats, and Republicans will always agree with Republicans. That's one of the problems we have in the country now, is that we just follow our political party blindly. It doesn't matter. They could do, they could say the worst thing ever. You'll be like, yeah, they're going to fix everything, and it could actually be the worst thing in the world, or maybe it's the best thing in the world, but you follow them blindly. Very rarely do you find people that are genuine independent thinkers that don't follow political parties, sports teams, business people. They don't follow them like sheep. It's very rare that you find people like that. See, I like to try to credit myself as somebody that doesn't let anybody else dictate my thoughts. That's what I try to do. So I don't listen to people that tell me that I'm not a real good sports fan. I'm not a good Cowboy fan because I root for them to lose when they should. The Dallas Cowboys won yesterday 31 to 28 against the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. The Cowboys are now three and seven. And as crazy as this sounds, they play Washington on Thanksgiving, and whoever wins that game g- takes the lead in the NFC East. The Dallas Cowboys, who I think are a bottom three or bottom five team in the NFL, if they win on Thanksgiving three days from now, they will lead the NFC East. No Cowboy fan in the world should want that. You know, I always tell people, okay, and I say this all the time about baseball, right? I'm all, I'm a big baseball guy too. I'm a diehard New York Yankee fan, okay? And my, I live in New York, so a lot of my friends and a lot of people that I know are, are Met fans. They're the crosstown rival. I always call the Mets, they're the little brother of the Yankees. But I always say, look, but, what, the Mets just sold the team. Steve Cohen now owns the team. But before that, it was owned by the Wilpons, right? Fred and Jeff Wilpon. I always said, look, force your hand. The fans have power. The fans have power. Stop buying jerseys. Stop buying tickets. Don't buy more. Do not participate in the fandom of your team to force change. You have power. And they said, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not a fair weather fan. I'm like, what is the virtue in losing? What's the virtue in being terrible. You're a sucker. That's what <laughs> you are exact the you are exactly what the Mets want you to be. You will follow them blindly. That you have they have your loyalty so heavily that they don't even have to try for you to participate. They don't have to try, they don't have to invest anything. All they need to do is put the team on the field. And you will buy the ticket, buy the jersey, buy. You will participate in being a fan. And I say, screw that. Why would you participate in a team that's not trying? Why would you participate in something that you don't agree with? Why would you participate in that? You're not a sheep. Be an independent thinker. If you're a Cowboy fan yesterday, you should want the Cowboys to lose. And you should want them to lose every single game of the year. And I say this every single week, it feels like, because the more and more I watch the Dallas Cowboys, the more I think they shouldn't pay Dak Prescott. The Cowboys won a game yesterday, and there's multiple reasons for it. The Cowboys won a game yesterday with Andy Dalton, at quarterback. They scored 31 points. The coaching seems to be finally coming together, right? The first few weeks, we were just like, oh, man, is Mike McCarthy a bad hire? They botched it. That's what we were all, that's, everybody said that. Cowherd said it, Dan Patrick said it, all the biggest names ever. I did, everybody, everybody said Mike McCarthy is a terrible hire. He might be one and done in Dallas. The past three weeks or so for the Dallas Cowboys, they have looked like a well-coached, fiery, 
plays with effort, talented football team. You want to keep that roster around. Like I've said, you don't want to lose any of those guys. I don't want to pay Dak Prescott if I have to overpay him. I have nothing wrong with Dak. I like Dak. I think Dak is a legitimate starter in this league. I don't I don't think he's a top 10 quarterback or so. You know, maybe he'll have that, you know, year or so, or maybe those couple of years where he's just flat out unbelievable. Just like, uh, just like a lot of quarterbacks do, right? Derek Carr has those years. Matt Stafford has those years. Matt Ryan has those years. Okay, like, you know, every now and again, a quarterback just, just works for a season. And everything is clicking, right? Carson Wentz almost won MVP one year. Carson Wentz might be the worst quarterback in the NFL this year. <laughs> like, that's the NFL for you. But guys like that, unless you're Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson or, like, unless you're one of those guys that just, that you are everything to your team. You can win a Super Bowl without relying on the talent around you. Not everything has to be in place for you to succeed. Unless you're somebody like that, I'm not paying big money for that. Dak Prescott is, a is, and I'm probably being generous, between a $25 to $30 million quarterback, and I probably wouldn't pay 30 And no Cowboy fan should want it. Zero. We have seen it over and over again. Russell Wilson is the second best quarterback in the NFL. Some say he's the best. He's making $35 million a year. And the Seahawks roster is terrible. It's awful. If you're a Cowboy fan, you should be pissed about yesterday. Because not only did your draft pick get worse, but your chances of paying your quarterback got higher. Paying your quarterback over 30-something million dollars a year is absolute death in the NFL. I say it all the time. It's death. Uh, Look, I have no problem with keeping Dak. I have no problem with what the Cowboys are doing. I have no problem with that. And if, look, if if the Cowboys were planning on paying Dak 25, 26, 27, 27 and a half million dollars, I would be, look, <laughs> yesterday was a great win, right? They, they looked well coached. They looked talented. That offense was rolling. Zeke had his first 100-yard game of the season. Finally, you get some consistent production out of Zeke because, yeah, you got weapons on the outside, but you got nobody throwing a ball to him. I mean, yesterday was Zeke's best game. He was dynamite yesterday against a good Vikings defense. The, the Vikings are talented. They are not a slouch football team. Zeke went toe-to-toe with Dalvin Cook, and Dalvin Cook is wrecking everybody in the NFL. The Cowboys had talent yesterday. Now, look, they're they're banged up. Their O-line isn't very good right now because everybody's hurt. Their defense is so young and inexperienced that they're not very good. They weren't playing very well, but the last couple of weeks they've been really good. I think the Cowboys are starting to catch their stride. And in a way, that's a good thing. You want them to catch their stride. If you're a Cowboy fan, you want them to figure it out. But God, doesn't a top five draft pick sound really good? (laughs) It's a get out of jail free card. You don't have to pay Dak. You don't have to lock yourself up into a terrible contract. You could just draft Justin Fields at number three. You could just draft Trey Lance out of North Dakota State in the top five. You could just draft Zach Wilson out of BYU. If you get the number one pick, you draft Trevor Lawrence. You draft Kyle Trask, who might win the Heisman this year out of Florida. You have options. There is no virtue in going to the playoffs, if you're a Cowboy fan, and going to the playoffs, being the clear worst team in the entire playoffs, and getting killed in the first round. I always say that the worst 
place that you can be in sports is consistently average, consistently in the middle, because you're not good enough to win a Super Bowl or you're not good enough to win a championship. And you're also not bad enough to get top tier talent to fix that problem. That's the issue I had with the Knicks years ago when Phil Jackson took over, right? He signed Derrick Rose and he signed Joakim Noah and he had Amari. Uh, I'm sorry, not Amari Stoudemire. He had Porzingis and Carmelo Anthony. I'm like, what is he doing? This team's in a championship team, but they could be a borderline playoff team. That shouldn't be the goal. The goal should never be to be average ever at any point. Either suck or be awesome. The worst thing that you can be in sports is average. It's not bad. That's why I don't think tanking is a is a problem in sports. I think it's a great thing. Because if you let a team tank and you give them that opportunity, this is why the NBA draft lottery is stupid. You let a team tank, they get a top-tier talent. Guess what? They get better, and they don't tank anymore. They become competitive. They have an exciting new young player. Right in the NFL, Jacksonville is going to end up with a brand-new quarterback next year. That's cool. That's exciting. That puts Jacksonville on the map. And the Cowboys could be a team like that. Except they won't be because they'll pay Dak $37, $38 million a year. They're going to lose all their talent. And guess what they'll be for the next foreseeable future? Six, seven years after that. Average. So if you are a Cowboy fan yesterday, you are furious about that win. Furious. I have never felt worse about a Dallas Cowboy win than I did yesterday. Okay, I want to shift to Sunday night football. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs, they got their uh, their much-needed win. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say much-needed win against the Raiders. 35-31 in Las Vegas. They split the season series with Las Vegas. The Raiders beat them at Arrowhead. Each team won the road game. Very interesting so far this year. Uh, and I'm going to take less away from the Raiders because I, I, I think the Raiders are a real team. I, I, the Raiders are a playoff team to me, and they have Super Bowl con- potential. They play with as much effort as anybody in the league. They have a quarterback who's pretty much as accurate as anybody in the league. They have great leadership. I think John Gruden is, is as good of a culture changer as there is in the league. I am all in on the Raiders. I, I think they could go to the playoffs, win a playoff game, maybe even win two playoff games. I do not think that the Raiders are a slouch, and they are proving it over and over again. They're 6-4 and four right now, but I think that they're better than 6-4. and four. They're better than what their record says. But I want to go to the Chiefs. The Chiefs are more important to me right now because most people would say, and I would probably agree, that Pittsburgh and Kansas City are the two best teams in the NFL right now. Pittsburgh, the only undefeated team left, they are 10-0. and 0. They're great. They're really, really good. And Kansas City right now, they have the second best record in the NFL. They're 9-1. and one. Their only other loss, like I said before, came to the Raiders in Kansas City. The Raiders, uh, I'm sorry, the, the Kansas City Chiefs to me look vulnerable. They are not a juggernaut. Okay, everybody kept telling us that with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, I mean, they are, they're going to be in, impossible, right? They added Le'Veon Bell this year. They, they drafted Clyde Edwards-Alaire out of, uh, out of LSU, the good LSU running back. Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey. They got weapons. Andy Reid, a good offensive line. Improvements on defense, right? Frank Clark, Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew. They have good players and super stars. A superstar quarterback. Last night they looked vulnerable. Okay, let me tell you why. They look capable of losing games 
that they probably shouldn't lose. The Raiders yesterday were close to sweeping the Chiefs. Now, given the Raiders are the second best team in the AFC West, right? The Chargers and the Broncos are not going to make the playoffs this year. The, uh, the Raiders are, are the second best team in the AFC West. The Chiefs can't lose both those games. They can lose one. Okay. They can lose one. But they can't lose both. Because what happens if they meet again in the playoffs? How much confidence does Las Vegas have in that uh, in that matchup? Kansas City at this point is getting into a habit of getting behind in games and then needing to come back. And usually they do. Usually Kansas City, because they are so talented offensively, they run the ball so well, their play calling is amazing. Patrick Mahomes is not human. They they usually do come back, right? Because look at how much talent they have. But you have to keep in mind that when the playoffs come around, and the playoffs are coming, The playoffs are a solid six weeks away. When the playoffs come, the Chiefs might not have the opportunity to come back in games. They might not have, again, look, their defense is solid. It is not amazing. And it sometimes takes the Kansas City offense a quarter or a quarter and a half to really get going to really start moving the football effectively. They can't be inconsistent. They can't. They can't struggle. They got to play Pittsburgh in the playoffs. They have to play Tennessee or Buffalo. Or, quite frankly, Las Vegas or Baltimore or one Indianapolis. That some of these good teams in the AFC and they got to play them multiple times in a row. They don't get a break. They don't get to play the chargers. They don't get to play the jets. They don't get to play Jacksonville. No, it is. It is going to be four straight weeks of good football teams. They don't have the Liberty to constantly fall behind in games. They don't have that. Patrick Mahomes is surreal. We understand that. Might win MVP again this year. Leads the league in passing yards. 68% completion percentage. 27 touchdowns. Only two interceptions. Leads the league in total QBR. They fall behind. They can't afford to consistently fall behind. Catch-up is not a game that you can play in the playoffs. It's not. Their offensive line needs to get more consistent. They need to get going sooner. Patrick Mahomes needs to heat up, make more accurate throws early in the game. We all know what the Chiefs would do and what they have done. When Kansas City gets out to an early lead, they step on your neck and break it. They don't let up. The Chiefs will drop a 50-burger on you and not feel sorry about it at the end. They will do it. And they are perfectly capable of doing that almost on a weekly basis. Sometimes they get off to a low start. They get off to a little bit of a a lull. They're not going to be able to afford to do that against good playoff teams consistently. So do I still think the Chiefs are dangerous and one of the best teams in the NFL? Absolutely. I wouldn't change my opinion on that. Look, they are good. But I am worried. I'm a little worried. 
because I don't think that they can afford to keep falling behind. And that's a real worry. So last night, the Chiefs were, and look, it's better to win that game than to lose it. But they did look vulnerable. I was expecting the Chiefs to go out there and not make the same mistakes that they made in the first game. But they did make the same mistakes that they did in the first game. It just didn't cost them a win. They needed to make the adjustments. I don't think they did a good enough job at making those adjustments. Uh, Okay. I want to quickly touch on uh, Joe Burrow because uh, this is a a bad injury. Uh, Joe Burrow is out for the season. Tore his ACL. I think he's tore his MCL. He's got a little bit of structural damage. This was a bad injury for Joe Burrow. Um, And this is the danger of playing your rookie quarterback early and not surrounding him with at least protection with guys up front that can keep him off his back. Joe Burrow this year has been sacked 32 times. 32 times. The guy is consistently under duress. He is constantly taking hits. I mean, he draw. Have you ever watched the Bengals play this year? I know that they're not very good and they're not that exciting to watch. Have you watched the Bengals this year? I mean, man, oh man, Joe Burrow takes a beating every single game. <laughs> I'm bet the guy drops back and a guy is already in his face. It is unbelievable. That offensive line in Cincinnati is absolutely terrible. And they are a prime example now of what happens when you play your quarterback, especially your rookie, behind a line that can't block. Like, you have to kind of keep in mind, you know, you have to be sure as an NFL franchise that you could at least keep him upright if you're going to play him. If you're going to play him, make sure that he's not constantly on his back. Okay, your offensive line doesn't need to be stellar because you would like for your rookie, because you're likely not going to compete for a Super Bowl with your quarterback as a rookie. Very, very rarely would that happen. So what you want to do is you want to put him in some uncomfortable situations. Of course, you don't, obviously, your offensive line doesn't need to be perfect. You you can have him face hard pressure consistently. You can. Have him face hard pressure. Just don't have him lead the league. (laughs) Like, okay, you, you don't want him getting hit more than any other quarterback in the NFL. Make sure that they can block a little bit. But it's good for your quarterback to face a little bit of pressure. Okay, have them adapt. Have them learn what to do in those situations, right? Learn by doing. Learn by doing. You know, have a 265-pound, pure muscle, fast as a gazelle pass rusher chase you around in the field all game. That'll teach you to move around in the pocket and to, you know, keep your eyes up. and. It teaches you how to play in today's NFL, right? It does. But you do have to be able to, you do have to give them the opportunity to throw in a clean pocket. Look, what Joe Burrow did this year was, in my opinion, really impressive. He led the league in in completions. He led the league in attempts through 11 weeks, 65% completion percentage, 13 touchdowns and five interceptions. And with that offensive line, I am more than impressed. And for the past couple of weeks, his top running back has been hurt. So he hasn't really had a running game either. 
the Bengals were forcing the ball into Joe Burrow's hands and saying, okay, go try to win us a football game. And it didn't work out that way most of the time. They, they're they 2-7-1. and one. But do you think Joe Burrow's to blame for that? I don't think so. He's done a really great job given the circumstances. Now, again, I think Joe Burrow isn't perfect, right? Sometimes he makes a throw that he shouldn't make. He's a rookie. He makes rookie mistakes. Sometimes he runs when he shouldn't run. Sometimes he should just throw the ball out of bounds, and you know what? He tries to make a play, and it ends up being a pick, or almost a pick. He's a rookie. He's not perfect. But the Bengals really didn't give him a fair shot, did they? Number one priority for the Bengals this year absolutely has to be offensive line. You, They have already run the risk of Joe Burrow getting hurt, which already happened, and him not being able to play the same way again. That's a bad injury to suffer in your first year in the NFL. You don't want a big torn ACL. Let me see if I can find it exactly. What did they what did they say? ACL MCL for Joe Burrow. Yeah. That's tough. That's tough, man. <laughs> Look. The Bengals have to be thinking of themselves, oh my God. They have to. And uh, look, I get it. There was no way that Joe Burrow wasn't going to play in his rookie year. But that O-line was bad, and it was consistent that they were not able to protect him. You have to be sure. If you're a team that's got a rookie quarterback, you have to be sure that you can at least keep him upright sometimes. And the Bengals couldn't. Constant duress for Joe Burrow. Came in a loss yesterday to Washington, 20-9 to in Washington. You didn't even win the game. (laughs) Tough day for the Bengals yesterday. Really tough day. Uh, Okay. Don't forget to take advantage of our special gaming offers from American betting experts. Uh, that's American betting experts. So you go to LandryFootball.com. That's LandryFootball.com. You click on the ad that's located on the upper right side of the page. Okay, you'll see it. It'll be right up in the upper right side. You pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. You sign up, and then you instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. Let me repeat that. $100 to $1,000 in an account deposit match or a risk-free bet. Okay, make sure you take advantage of that while it still exists. It's that easy. Thanks to our sponsor, American Betting Experts. That is American Betting Experts. Uh, okay, let us uh, start making picks. Let's talk about tonight. So tonight, Monday Night Football, the LA Rams are going to Tampa Bay to play the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers right now are four-point favorites at home. Uh, and I agree with that. The Buccaneers should be favored. Uh, Rams are six and three. Buccaneers are seven and three. Uh, so this game is going to be very telling, and I, you're going to be able to tell who's going to win the game early, in my opinion. Um, if and it has more to do with the Rams than it does with the Buccaneers. The Rams win games primarily when they run the football effectively early. And Jared Goff does not make an early mistake, right? He he doesn't throw a pick. If he throws a pick early in the game, that's bad news for the Rams. Because once Jared Goff gets off of the rhythm that he has, he has trouble getting back on. So if that happens, it'll be a big day for Tampa Bay. Now, if the Rams do start running the football and Jared Goff looks Good, doesn't throw a pick, doesn't fumble, doesn't turn the ball over early in the game. I think the Rams will have a really nice time against Tampa Bay. I do. 
because that means their offense is rolling. That means Sean McVay, his mind, his offensive game plan is working. And it means the Buccaneers will probably have to play catch up, which again, I don't have a ton of faith in them consistently playing catch up. So I'm going to make my pick. I am going to take the Buccaneers tonight at home because look, that defense in uh that defense in Tampa is nasty. The offensive line for the Rams is banged up. Jared Goff is going to be facing a lot of pressure. I don't think that Darrell Henderson and Cam Akers and Malcolm Brown, whoever's going to be running the football for the Rams, I don't think that they're going to be able to consistently get effective yardage uh, in the game as well. The Buccaneers run defense, their interior defensive line is very good. So I do like the Buccaneers tonight. I think the obviously the Buccaneers offense is good enough. Tom Brady uh, has played well enough so that they can you know, score consistently and and pile up points when they need to. They have a ton of weapons. They're going to be able to run the football. They're well coached. Uh, so, yes, I do think that the Buccaneers should be favored tonight. That's my pick tonight is Tampa Bay over the Rams. Uh, I will say let's let's go. Not a lot of defense. Let's say I'll say 30 to 23. I'll say 30 to 23 Buccaneers beat the Rams tonight on Monday Night Football. And that'll be uh, that'll wrap it up for. Uh, week 11 in the NFL. So again, though, keep this in mind. You'll be able to tell very early who's going to be able to win this football game. If the Rams are rolling, they're running the football well, and Jared Goff doesn't make that early mistake, It's very. it, it looks very good for the Rams even on the road. Okay, it, it looks very good for the Rams very early. If that doesn't happen, then Buccaneer, then then Tampa is going to have a good night. Tampa's going to have a good night because the, Tom Brady. If there's one thing that I give him credit for, Tom Brady feeds off of the other team's mistakes. They, he feeds off of them. If there's, you know, if, if they're playing a quarterback that throws a lot of picks. You know, they're playing Phillip Rivers or Baker Mayfield or or Jameis Winston or, or something like that. They, they're facing a quarterback that turns the ball over too much. Cam Newton. Tampa Bay is a field day, right? Tom Brady is a field day, whether it was with New England or whether it was in uh, in Tampa. He, he takes advantage of other teams' mistakes. He doesn't let them get away with it most of the time. So I am going to take the Buccaneers tonight. Uh, over the Rams on Monday Night Football. That wraps it up for Week 11. All right, let's get into Week 12. What do we got? We got like, yeah, about 20, about 23 minutes left. I think we can do this. All right. Um, so on Thursday, we got three games for Thanksgiving. Um, obviously, the Lions and the Cowboys that play every single Thanksgiving, they'll be playing the 12:30 game. The Detroit Lions and the Houston Texans. In Detroit, that'll be the first game of the day. Uh, right now, the Texans, they just came off a win against the Patriots. They're 3-7. and seven. The Lions right now are 4-6. and six. They just got shut out by the Carolina Panthers. That, they, that can't happen. The Panthers' defense is not good. You can't get shut out by Carolina. That's a bad loss. Um, Houston right now is favored by two and a half on the on the road. It's in Detroit. I agree. I'm going to take the Texans here. Uh, look, Houston coming off a good win against New England. And look, D- Detroit got shut out by Carolina. They, they are not playing good football right now. They really are not. Uh, Stafford is not having a terrible year, but Deshaun Watson has a quarterback rating of 108.6. 20 touchdowns, five interceptions for Deshaun Watson. Okay, given that his coach just got fired, I, I, I would say that that's pretty good for an unstable organization. Um, I think Houston has more offensive firepower. Uh, I, look, I think they're, Deshaun Watson is going to outplay Matt Stafford. I, I'm going to take the Texans here. Uh, give me, I'll say, I'll say 27 to 13 Texans over the Lions. I, the lot that was a bad loss by the Lions last week. It really was. That was bad. Really, really bad. So I'm going to take the Texans on the road. Uh, the Washington football team, the second game on 
Thanksgiving. The Washington football team will go to Dallas to play the Cowboys. The Cowboys are favored by two. You know, it is so interesting. Both teams are three and seven. Whoever wins this game takes control of the NFC East, at least for Thanksgiving, at least for Thursday. Um, you know, this is so, it's so crazy because God, I don't want the Cowboys to win as a Cowboy fan. I really don't. I really don't. But given the way that they've played over the past couple of weeks, I am going to take the Cowboys to win this game. I do. I am. I, look, Washington is, is having trouble. They really are. Alex Smith, since he's come back, it's a great story, but he really hasn't played very well. Um, and the Cowboys, the past couple of weeks have looked well coached. They play hard. Their talent on the field is showing. I mean, uh, the Cow there's no question that the Cowboy roster is better than Washington. The only thing that makes me worried about this game is that Dallas's offensive line is really banged up, and that Washington front seven is really, really good. Montez Sweat, Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne. I mean, they've got bodies up there in that front seven. Ryan Kerrigan. That they have real legitimate players in that front seven. So uh, if there is going to be a reason that Dallas loses this game, it's because Andy Dalton is going to be facing a ton of pressure all night long because his offensive line is banged up, and that Washington front seven is healthy and good and young. Uh, so I am going to take the Cowboys close game. I don't think it's going to be a lot of offense. I'll say 20, I'll say 20 to 16. Cowboys over Washington on Thanksgiving. Uh, let us go to the uh, Thursday night game. The Baltimore Ravens are going to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. The Steelers right now are four-point favorites at home. Uh, Ravens 6-4, and four, Steelers 10-0 and 0 on the season so far. Look, uh, I, it is getting close to the time where we worry about the Baltimore Ravens. Taking a loss yesterday in Baltimore against Tennessee, that was a game you needed to win because, look, Tennessee's a good football team, and I understand that they might be a top-10 football team in the league. The only issue I have is that you're going to be playing those teams consistently in the playoffs. You have to prove that you can win those games. We do realize that if they lose this game, if Baltimore loses this game, they're going to be two games back behind Cleveland. They're going to be two games back behind. I think the hopes for the division are gone. The hopes of Baltimore winning the division are gone. You're just trying to make the playoffs now. You want to get into the playoffs, and you want to be able to compete at that point because the roster's good enough. Your quarterback's good enough. Your coaching staff's good enough. You want to get into the playoffs. There should be a sense of urgency from the Ravens, but I'll be honest with you. I'm worried. I'm going to take the Steelers in the game because, look, the Steelers have not shown any sign of weakness. I mean, the worst the Steelers have looked so far this year was against the Cowboys a couple weeks ago. But since then, they've won two games. They've, they won the game yesterday by 24 points. I mean, look, the Steelers, there's, there's no flaw. There's no flaw in Pittsburgh. You know, I said it at the beginning of the year that I had a lot of faith in them, and I thought they were going to be really good. I didn't think they were going to be this good. Big Ben is showing how much improvement they have in that offense. They're running the ball. They got wide receivers like crazy. Their defense is uh, their defense is the best in the league. That's the best defense in the league. So, give me the Steelers over the Ravens. This is a this is a hurtful loss for Baltimore. This is a really hurtful loss. I'm going to take it close game. I'll say 27-23 Pittsburgh over the Ravens. I think the Ravens are in it till the very end, but I think Pittsburgh comes out with the win. Uh, okay. Mostly one o'clock games on Sunday. Uh, I'll motor through them quick. What do we got? Uh, motor through them quick. We got a Sunday night game, Monday night game. It's just like a normal NFL week. Uh, let's start in the one o'clock games on Sunday. The Las Vegas Raiders are going to Atlanta to play the Falcons. Uh, Raiders right now are three-point favorites on the road. Uh, Raiders are six and four. Falcons three and seven. I'm going to take the Raiders on the road. Look, the Raiders have done a really nice job staying competitive in every game that they play. The only game where they really got blown out 
was that game against the Buccaneers. That was it. They really got blown out by the Buccaneers. But look, the Raiders are doing everything right. Derek Carr is having a great season. Uh, they're running the ball extremely well. Josh Jacobs has had a nice year. They've got weapons. Their offensive line. The, the Raiders right now might have the best offensive line in the league. That's a really good offensive line across the board. Tackle to tackle. That's a really good offensive line. The Raiders' trouble is their defense. If their defense can hold up even a little bit, I think they're going to win this game. The Falcons, their strength is on the offense. That's where they got to win this game. The Falcons' offense has to play great. Um, but they've shown some inconsistency this year. Julio Jones has not had the best year. Uh, so I am going to take the Raiders in this game. Close game. Don't think it's a blowout. But I and but not a lot of defense to be played. I'm going to say 35. I'll say 35 to 30 Raiders over the Falcons. Uh, let's go to the L.A. Chargers. Uh, the Chargers are going to Buffalo to play the Bills. The Bills are six-point favorites at home. Chargers are three and seven. Buffalo seven and three. Uh, give me Buffalo at home. This is an easy one. Um, look, I you got to give Justin Herbert a ton of credit. <laughs> look, the record does not reflect how good he's played. Justin Herbert has been fantastic. Like he has been, uh, in my eyes, the best rookie quarterback that we've seen in a long time. Okay, uh, he's having the best rookie performance. You could honestly say maybe since RG3 in 2012. Like, th this is just crazy how good he's been. Um, but I will say, Buffalo's defense is nasty. It's nasty. And the Chargers right now, I think Anthony Lynn is gone at the end of the year. They have lost games that they shouldn't have lost. Uh, they have a tendency to fall apart at the end of games, collapsing. Um and I think Buffalo is going to take advantage of that. They're coming off the bye. They're rested. Uh, Josh Allen has fresh legs. I expect Buffalo to control time of possession in this game. Uh, I'm going to take Buffalo here. I'll say 24. I'll say 24 to 17 bills over the Chargers in Buffalo. Uh, let's go to the New York Giants are going to Cincinnati to play the Bengals. The Giants right now are six point favorites on the road. Uh, Giants are three and seven. Bengals are two, seven and one. I got news for you. Without Joe Burrow at quarterback, I'm not sure the Bengals win another game all year. Ryan Finley is awful. Brandon Allen is awful. <laughs> they really are. They are not great NFL quarterbacks. I'm going to take the Giants to win this game on the road. They're coming off the bye. That Listen, they're, they're healthier, right? Even without Saquon Barkley, Wayne Gallman has been very good for them. Devontae Freeman has done a nice job filling in the role. Daniel Jones... I think against this defense could have a lot of success. I really do. He's a gamer. Uh, and I think honestly, it, the giants defense, the, I'm not in love with their defense, but they don't, they don't have anything to worry about. I don't think the Bengals are going to be able to score points. I actually think the giants could win this game handsomely in Cincinnati. I'll take the giants. I'll say 20 to three over the Bengals. Uh, let's go to this one. This one's a good one. The Tennessee Titans are going to Indianapolis to play the Colts. Uh, Colts are, uh, the Colts are three and a half point favorites at home. Uh, both teams sitting at seven and three. The Colts still have first place in the AFC South. Um, the Colts are coming off that big win against Green Bay. Uh, the overtime win against Green Bay. Tennessee just beat Baltimore in Baltimore. So both of these teams coming off really good wins. I'm going to take the Colts at home. Now, this one is going to be really, really hard because. Indianapolis, like I said, I, I get scared every time I pick them because Phillip Rivers is such a turnover machine. He really is. He is a turnover machine. So if if they can cut the turnovers down, then I like Indianapolis's chances of winning. I really do. Um, but the also the other scare is, is that Tennessee could control the uh control the clock uh with Derrick Henry, and that might just, you know, put the nail in the coffin right there. But I do think that Indianapolis has a more well-rounded uh, roster. Their defense is better. Their offensive line is better. I think that Tennessee is going to have an uphill battle, uh, battle, especially on the road, uh, getting after the quarterback. Um, and again, I think Ryan Tannehill, uh, that's a good Indianapolis secondary with a lot of young talent. There's going to be a lot less space for A.J. Brown and Corey Davis to get open. Uh, 
Plus, I don't know if they might have Jonu Smith next week, their, their tight end. So I'm going to take the Colts in this one. Extremely close game. I'll say 26 to 23 Colts over the Titans in Indianapolis. Um, let's go to the Cleveland Browns are going to Jacksonville to play the Jaguars. The Browns right now are six and a half point favorites on the road. Um, uh, Browns right now are seven and three Jaguars are one and nine. Uh, the Browns look Jacksonville is really bad. Okay. Jake Luton threw four interceptions yesterday against the Steelers, uh, and no touchdowns. It, it, they don't have a quarterback. Okay. It, Gardner Minshew, Jake Luton, whoever it is, it, it that they're not the answer. They are not the answer. They're going to have to uh, search for a quarterback in this year's draft. Get you know, get somebody better. Cleveland has been surprisingly good. No OBJ. They won't have Miles Garrett. Um, look, they're a little bit banged up, but they've played good football. Baker Mayfield has played better the last couple of weeks. Uh, so I'm going to take the Browns here. Not going to spend too much time on it. I'm going to take the Browns. Big win for them. I'll say 33 to 10. Uh, Browns over the Jaguars. Uh, the Carolina Panthers are going to Minnesota to play the Vikings. The Vikings are four and a half point favorites at home. Uh, Panthers right now are four and seven. Vikings are four and six. Uh, I'm going to take the Vikings at home. They need a win here. Uh, look, that was a bad loss. Excuse me. I don't know where that came from. Uh, that was a bad loss against the Cowboys. They, they shouldn't have lost that game in Minnesota, uh, against the Cowboys. So. The Vikings, I think, are going to be playing with a sense of urgency. The Panthers' defense isn't very good. Uh, I don't know if they're going to have Teddy Bridgewater back. It might still be P.J. Walker at quarterback. Uh, and I'm not sure Christian McCaffrey is going to play for Carolina either. Minnesota is going to have Dalvin Cook control the game. Talented roster. Kirk Cousins will come in when needed. Uh, I'm going to take Minnesota over Carolina this weekend. Uh, let's say, I'll say 20 I'll say 29 to 20 Vikings over the Panthers in Minnesota. Uh, all right, two more one o'clock games. The Arizona Cardinals are going to New England to play the Patriots. The Cardinals right now are two point favorites on the road. Uh, Cardinals right now are six and four. Patriots are four and six. Uh, this is a tough one. It really is because I love the way Arizona has been playing. Uh, and New England, I, they have this tendency to just win these games that they technically shouldn't win. Uh, but I am going to take Arizona on the road. I think they're just, they're too good. They, they just are, uh, look, Kyler Murray has been fantastic. He's entered himself into the MVP conversation, uh, recently that defense in Arizona is really tough. So, uh, Arizona's roster is better. New England for me. Look, the only thing that's holding them back is Cam Newton at quarterback. Honestly, if they were to somehow upgrade a quarterback even a little bit, New England would be, would be a completely different football team, maybe even a playoff contender. It's just they turn the ball over so much. They play sloppy football, especially on the offensive side. I think their defense is good. I think they can hold their own on defense. Um, but I just don't think the Patriots are going to score enough uh, to make a difference here. I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals at home. I'll say uh, I will say 27 I'll say 27-17, Cardinals over the Patriots. Uh, all right, last 1 o'clock game. The Miami Dolphins are going to New York to play the Jets. Uh, Six-and-a-half-point favorites are the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins right now 6-4. and four. Jets are 0-10, the only winless team in the league. Uh, from what I know, Sam Darnold is still not going to play uh, for the Jets. Tua will be getting his job back. This week, Brian Flores said he benched him uh, last game due to performance. It wasn't because of injury. It was because of performance. So Tua will be back this week. Uh, but I am going – obviously, I am going to take the Dolphins. I can't take the Jets until they win a game. The Dolphins are well coached. I thought it was a bad loss yesterday. Really, I, I thought the Dolphins suffered a pretty bad loss yesterday. Uh, they should not uh, have lost that game. Again, to the Denver Broncos. I get it was on the road, but look, the Dolphins are a much better team than Denver is. Uh, Drew Locke has been really terrible this year. But listen, Tua didn't play well. Tua did not play well. You can tell that Miami is trying to keep the ball out of Tua's hands uh, a little bit, trying to ease him into the NFL. They're running the ball a lot. Salvin Ahmed is getting a lot of carries. Uh, 
I am going to take the Dolphins in this one, though. The Jets are just – until they win, I can't take them. I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins. Give me uh, give me Miami. I'll say 20 – I'll say 24 to 6 uh, Dolphins over the Jets. Uh, all right, we head into the 4 o'clock games. Uh, the New Orleans Saints are going to Denver to play the Broncos. The Saints right now are five-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. New Orleans is 8-2. and two. Denver's 4-6. and six. Um, From what I know, Taysom Hill is probably going to get the start at quarterback again for New Orleans. He looked pretty good yesterday. Uh, he was not great, but he looked pretty good yesterday. Uh, keep in mind, Atlanta didn't have any film on him. So, like I said, I wouldn't have been surprised if Taysom Hill played well just for the simple fact that nobody knows what he plays like. Nobody knows what he plays like at quarterback. I think it'll be a little bit tougher this week. However, I still am going to take the Saints on the road. Look, they're just a better team than Denver. They are. Uh, Drew Locke has not played well this year. Seven touchdowns, 11 interceptions for him on the year. Not sure he's the answer uh, in Denver either. That offensive line is really good in New Orleans. I think their defense is going to swallow those wide receivers. Uh, look, uh, I think the favor all altogether here goes to the New Orleans Saints. I know it's in Denver, and I think Denver has a great home field advantage, but it doesn't really matter to me. New Orleans is just a better football team. I'm going to take the Saints. I'll say 31. Uh, I'll say 31 to 19 Saints over the Broncos. Uh, all right, uh, let's go to the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, are going to Los Angeles to play the Rams. The Rams right now are seven-point favorites at home against San Francisco. Uh, 49ers right now are four and six. Rams are six and three. Uh, look, the 49ers need a win, but the Rams, I think, are going to win this one. I really do. I think they're going to be coming off a loss against Tampa Bay on Monday Night Football tonight, um, and that's going to light a fire under them. Uh, they're going to want to win this game pretty bad. Uh, so give me the Rams. Uh, the Rams, I, uh, my guess is that they will be six and four after tonight, but, uh, give me the Rams in this one again, it, San Francisco's defense is banged up. I think the injuries along the offensive line, uh, for the Rams won't matter as much. So I am going to take the Rams, uh, over the 49ers. Let's say, uh, let us go, uh, let's go 26, uh, let's go 26 to 21 Rams over the 49ers. All right, last 4 o'clock game. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to Tampa to play the Buccaneers. This is going to be a big one. Uh, there is I don't see a line on it yet, uh, but right now the Chiefs are 9-1. and one. Buccaneers are 7-3. and three. I am assuming that after tonight they'll be 8-3 and three after they beat the Rams. Uh, this is going to be a good one. The Chiefs and the Buccaneers, I'm going to take the Chiefs on the road. Look, uh, Tampa Bay to me has to prove that they can consistently beat good teams. Until then, I, I look uh, when they play a team like this, I'm going to take I'm going to take the other team because their offense needs to get a little bit more consistent. I think the Chiefs are going to be able to outscore them. Uh, that defense in Tampa Bay is going to give them a little bit of a fuss. I do think it's a close game, but again, th this is clearly I think going to be the game of the week. Chiefs and Tampa Bay will be the most talked about game of the week. We'll obviously discuss it when I come back next week. Um, but I think the Chiefs right now are just a better football team. I think they're better coached. They have the better quarterback. They have the better offensive personnel. Again, their defense has been pretty good uh, this year, and it's gonna—they're gonna be putting a lot of pressure on Tom Brady. And I'm not sure how that's gonna fare. So I'm gonna take the Chiefs. Uh, close game, high scoring. I'll say 33 to 29 Chiefs over the Bucks. Uh, all right, Sunday night football next week. Another game with no lines uh, that I see right now. The Chicago Bears are going to Green Bay to play the Packers. Uh, the Packers right now seven and three. Bears are five and five, coming off of the bye. Uh, give me the Packers at home. This is an easy one for me. The Bears have completely collapsed pretty much ever since Nick Foles took over a quarterback. I don't know why they haven't put Trubisky back in, um, but the Packers right now I think are are clearly the favorite in their division. Uh, listen. It, I don't think anybody can catch them. I really don't. The Bears, they can't score points. Uh, despite the fact that the Packers lose some games that they shouldn't lose, uh, The Pack this will be a week where the Packers get a win. Uh, look, that Bears defense is, is might cause a little bit of trouble, but it's not going to be enough to, to uh, limit them enough to where the Bears offense can catch up. I'm going to take the Packers 
in this one. I'll say 23 to 16 Packers over the Bears in Green Bay. All right, Monday night football. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks are going to Philadelphia to play the Eagles. Seahawks right now are six-point favorites on the road. Uh, seven and three are Seattle, three, six, and one of the Eagles. I'm going to take Seattle. Look, Russell Will- Carson Wentz has been playing terrible. Russell Wilson has been the you know the best quarterback in the league. Uh, I am going to take uh, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Okay, covered a lot today. Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. I'm Mike Guido here with you. We won't be here on Friday. I'll be out of town. But again, make sure you tune in. There's a lot of football coming this week. Make sure you tune in. Again, we'll be back on Monday, 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock Eastern. We'll see you. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.